you are listening to episode 107 of the Remind Yourself Podcast. Welcome to the Remind Yourself Podcast, the podcast for physician moms just like you who want to ditch mom guilt, stop yelling, and start enjoying their lives today. I'm your host, Michelle Chestovich, certified life coach, family physician, and mom of four. If you want to overcome overwhelm for once and for all, this is the place for you. Hello, Mama Docs, and welcome back. As you know, I love to bring on folks who have amazing stories to share and retreats and opportunities for all of you amazing listeners. And today I am thrilled and honored to bring on a dear friend who I just met this last year who has a very similar passion to myself in that he cares tremendously about helping others. And so we've connected and had conversations and we are going to have a conversation live for you today about the amazing work he is doing to help physicians heal. So I'm just going to say welcome, Dr. Corey Martin. Thanks, Michelle. I'm uh, excited to be here and been looking forward to this day for a long time. Awesome. So I had known about Corey. He is another Minnesota physician. I'm going to let him introduce himself a little bit more, but I had seen the amazing work he was doing, hosting conferences, hosting retreats. And finally we connected and it was one of those conversations that we just felt this kindred spirit. I would have to say, I shouldn't speak for Corey, but just sort of like it's so lovely to meet somebody else when we band together and realize that like we have a very similar mission. But before we get into that, Corey, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, thanks. So um a family physician. I practice in Buffalo, Minnesota, about uh, 45 minutes outside of Minneapolis. And I am, a like I said, a family physician, but I don't really do family medicine anymore. I do uh, colonoscopies part-time. And the other uh, half of my life is spent doing workshops and retreats and leadership and organizational development in hospitals and clinics and um, in some schools. And so I, yeah, I live out here with my three daughters and, you know, I I moved to Buffalo uh, about 18 years ago, thinking this was going to be a good enough place for a couple of years and really ended up kind of falling in love with uh, the area, but also during the first few years I was here, just getting super burned out. And so I got about five years into my practice and I was completely and utterly burned out. And back in those days, I was delivering babies and working in the ER and doing full scope family medicine. And I just knew that I had to do something different. And I didn't know that I was burned out at the time. I just knew I was angry and frustrated and pissed off and needed to do something else. And I guess luckily for me, what happened at right at the same time was a position opened up at our hospital for a director of medical affairs, kind of like our chief medical officer at our hospital. And so I just thought, well, that's really a great idea. I should take that because it gets me out of patient care. And like my view of what administrators did at the time was they went to meetings and drank coffee and ate donuts. And like, I like all those things. <laughs> that sounds fantastic. Right. And they got to screw with other people's lives. And I thought that might be fun. Um, and so I applied and got the job. And I think I got the job only because I was probably the only one that applied, but uh, but I still got the job. Right. And luckily for me, I just had a really wonderful boss that just knew that I was burned out and helped support me and then helped grow me and our physicians and our nurses and our frontline staff at our hospital for 
the next five to six years that we worked together. And we got to do some really amazing things. And we got to create our own internal leadership and organizational development programs for our dyad partners, our physicians and our nurses, and really improve life quite significantly for our physicians. Oh my gosh. I love that story because so often people go into these, perhaps, I mean, I shouldn't speak in generalizations, but sometimes people like take a break from, you know, clinical medicine and, you know, go into one of the suites and like do this work, administrative work and, you know, have an idea that they want to make a difference, but like you really made a difference. You really made a change. So Mm -hmm. I think that's just phenomenal. I mean, I've heard you tell stories before about how not only did like you know, again, I don't know if you were measuring burnout scores back then. I don't know when that all began, but explain to me how you knew that things were better. Were people saying it was better? Were patient outcomes better? All of the above? Yeah. I mean, it was a, it was a little bit of all of those things early in this work. It was before, it was before burnout was really talked about very much. I mean, we didn't, I don't know if we even labeled it burnout back then. We just labeled it. Well, uh, how do, how do we create joy and work? And, um, create a place that I'm happy and excited to show up to every day. And I feel like I feel there's gratefulness and gratitude from the people around me when I show up uh, that they're happy that I'm here. And so all of the different things that we did, what we did is we really, we really focused on how do you appreciate people for the work that they do? And that's what we did as a hospital to our physicians and to our staff of um, appreciating them in ways of like, you know, Doctor's Day is Doctor's Day is a perfect example of this. Doctor's Day is coming up in eight days. It's on the 30th. And most people have no idea when Doctor's Day is. But we would we would every year in Doctor's Day, we'd have a big breakfast, we'd have a thing going on in the doctor's lounge, we'd um have dinner served at night. We would I would always have a book that they would get every year. I would go through and write handwritten thank you notes to each one of the physicians on our staff. Like, and it, so it was things, little things like that. And it wasn't, it wasn't big, huge, momentous things. It was things like that. It was having the the paper in the doctor's lounge. It was having breakfast in there. It was, you know, having good cups of coffee around. It was treating people with respect and realizing that if I need you to come to a meeting at the hospital, I know that you have clinical care. So let's try to make this a half hour meeting over lunch, or let's try to do it before or after. Um, And guess what? Let's pay you for your time, right? Like everybody else who's sitting in a room gets paid for that meeting, but physicians typically don't. And so what if we actually paid you for your time? And we're probably not going to pay you what you're worth, right? Like, cause you're worth a heck of a lot. But if I can figure out how to pay you $150 an hour to come in and, and do meetings and stuff, that's at least one of those things to say, I value you. I value your opinion and I value your time. And so, so that's really where we started. And then, and then we created just, this. I'm going to interrupt. Go I'm sorry. I'm trying so hard to not interrupt, but can I just say right there that everybody who's listening wants that. I talk to so many women who feel so unappreciated. And again, I talk to them about like, oh, it's an inside job. And like, you can appreciate yourself. That's all great. And that's all true. And yet, wouldn't it be nice if systems would acknowledge us as humans and hard workers who are providing the excellent care for the patients in the community? So I just want to say like, thank you from the bottom of my heart for doing that. And you're going to keep talking about it, but how just these simple yet additive steps make a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Okay, back to you. So thank you for that. Yeah. That's awesome. 
Well, you can probably see that my love language is words, words of affirmation and appreciation, right? And so that's, that's how I approach this work. Um, you know, I think uh, before we got on, we talked a little bit about Ted Lasso. And I think this is a, this is, this is a perfect example of we all want an experience like Ted Lasso. If you've, if you've watched it, right. We yes, want this, and if you haven't, sure, it's this time. organization, if somebody cares about me and is going to help grow me and is just going to be a good, a good guy leading the organization. And that's what we all want. And I remember the first, I just recently watched it. I've had hundreds of people tell me that I needed to watch it. And so finally over new years, I got a new phone and Apple uh, TV was included for three months. And so I Heck finally yeah. watched it. And like it brought me to tears episode after episode because that's what I that's what we experienced in our hospital and our organization. And I just wish everybody could experience that because it's it's really truly powerful and wonderful. Yes. Oh my goodness. And again, I just want this to plant seeds to all of these people listening. Like maybe you can be the one, right? Like we want other people to do it. And again, it just takes someone with this desire and the passion and it can start small. You know, even if you're not the head of your hospital, like what can you do in your small group to bring some of that energy, right? Like, of course, wouldn't that be great if Ted Lasso could come into all the places? And yet I want people to know that there's a little bit of that in everybody, right? It's just letting it out. Okay. So good. So good. Keep going. You know, your point being is that there is Ted Lasso in everybody. And if we allow the light that's trying to shine with us to, to get out and shine in the world. Like it's supposed to like, that's our Ted Lasso. That's our, that's our person that shows up and is just a good human being. That's you know, right. Ask, go ahead. No, that, that's just to say that's right. Yeah. You but know, so many people are people, really dim, which we'll talk to. What do you do when right. you're just like, you can't even find your own light. Right. We'll talk about mm-hmm. that. We'll talk about some solutions, but you keep yeah. going with what you were sharing. Yeah. But you had asked about, you know, how did we measure that to know? Well, number one, we just knew like it was, it was one of those moments that you walked in, like you can walk into a place and go, this is a good place, right? Like, so that's where we transitioned into. And then the other ways we knew that is quality of care went up, patient, um, patient complaints went down, uh, patient experience scores went up. Like our bottom line, our financial margins in the organization went up to, there was two years, we were at 18% return financial margin on our hospital. That's ridiculous. And that just shows that when everybody is rowing in the same direction and everybody gets it and there's support for the right things, like you don't have to focus on the money because the money shows up, right? And so that's that's always the hard part of medicine, I think, is that it feels like everybody from administration always focuses on the money. And then we're, we're like brought along and, and tried to be corralled into making more money. But in reality, if you flip that on its head and focus on the people and take care of your people and do the right thing, guess what? People will do the right thing when you treat them well. And then you don't have to worry about all those other things. You don't have to worry about putting people on performance improvement plans and all the other stuff <laughs> and, and trying to poke all or like plug all the holes in the dike when you just have wonderful people that you treat well. And it makes life so much more pleasurable. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. And I love that so much. And I just want to say like, you need to go on tour and tell the nation. And the good news is you do, you go and you speak nationally. I just think everybody needs to hear this because it is possible that things can get better. And that's sort of what I tell people, like you can do one thing and you can be that ripple effect. 
It is possible. Yes, the system is broken, but there are little things that we can do to help us feel better to to like unshackle our, you know, light. Mm -hmm. So, you know, maybe we could get into that a little bit because there is, as you know, a huge epidemic of burnout and moral injury amongst people in healthcare. And you've come up with some amazing ways to help. So I, so again, maybe you want to talk about your segue into that or however it is you want to explain all the amazing work you do to help people. Yeah. So, so maybe just a little bit of like how I got into doing what I do now, our, our retreats and leadership and organizational development is that, you know, towards the end of the work that we were doing in the hospital, things are going well, but yet burnout is still there and, and bad things still happen. And so um, in 2014, a couple of really horrible things happened in our community where we lost one of our obstetricians, one of my dear friends, Eric, uh, who was killed in a motorcycle accident that summer. And, you know, Eric delivered a couple of my kids and, and, you know, just was a wonderful guy who left behind his wife and his four school age kids too. And it was a moment for all of us in our organization to go, oh my God, like this could happen to any one of us. And are we, you know, we're trying to do the best we can and and we're still getting frustrated at the end of the day because we have to come in early and, and do our paperwork and do our prior OS and do our medical messaging and all those other things. We're still having to come in early and, and leave late. And how do we how do we actually live the life we want to live? And so that was a real wake up call, I think, even more so for myself and all of us. And, and I think we tried really hard to do something better. And just like a lot of things that just kind of you have good intentions, but then life gets in the way. And so then we we were back to our old way of life. And then 90 days to the day later, um, one of our other colleagues, one of my good friends, Glenn, who was a pediatrician in our community, started the same day I did. He took his life in our hospital chapel. And I remember getting that call that Sunday from my boss who, you know, I'm the one that lives uh, closest to the hospital. And she just called me and she said, Corey, you got to get in the hospital right now. Here's what's going on. And I, I remember walking in those emergency room doors and just that look of like devastation on people's faces and what the hell is going on around here. And like he just was here a couple hours ago, walking down, came in to admit a patient, you know, and, and that was, that was another one of those eye-opening, shake you awake moments. And then uh, the next day for me was the one that was, that was the moment that things turned for me. And that was when I walked over to the hospital to do colonoscopies. And I walked in and the, the Huck who was sitting there, she looked up at me, uh, her name is Tennille. She looked up at me and she goes, oh, Corey. I'm so glad you're here today because yesterday when I heard that a doc had taken his life in the chapel, I was really afraid I was going to hear it was you. And, you know, that, that moment, like I can feel it in my bones right now, even just talking about that moment was the moment that everything changed for me because there is a lot of, of truth in that. There was a lot of realization in how we as physicians approach our day every day get up in the morning, put our armor on, go to work. We don't share our feelings. We don't show up in, in a way that allows us to be our true self. We, we've, we've got all these old stories of, you know, vulnerability is weakness. Um, you don't share your feelings. If I shared my feelings, I probably just wouldn't stop crying for the whole day. And so you just, you know, buckle up and here we go again. And we walk down the hallways and we say, hey, how are you? And um, what we want back from people is fine. How are you? And keep walking because we don't have time. We don't have time to check in, right? That's what we tell ourselves. But sometimes we're not fine and the other people aren't fine. And what if we actually created the space in our life that 
when we're walking down the hallway and we see somebody we care about and say, Hey, how are you? And they respond back, you know, I don't know. I just hope I make it through the day or today is, uh, it's off to a horrible start. What if we could just say that sounds really tough. And like, why don't we pop in here to the doctor's lounge or why don't we go and get a cup of coffee? Do you have a few minutes? Let's talk. And, and like, I'm here for you. Like, what if we could actually felt like we could do that instead of rushing from point A to point B, because at the end of the day, we got to hurry up and get home to our family so we can spend some time with them because our work really sucks a lot of the life out of us. And what if, what if at the end of the day, there was still gas in our tank so that we could go home and love our family in the way that we wanted to, instead of sometimes being this empty shell that goes home and we just have nothing left to give, but we have to have to make it through the day. And, and so that, so that was, that was the turning point for me of knowing I needed to do something different. Shortly thereafter, I, in my awareness came this uh, retreat that was hiking uh, in Spain, part of what's called the Camino de Santiago that showed up. It was a retreat. And I'm like, all right, I need a retreat. I'm going to go and do something for me. And I went on this retreat and it was just an amazing sense of peace and helped me to identify next steps in my life. And so that was when I came back and like, all right, I really wish all of my colleagues and the people that I love and care about around here could have that experience too. And so that's when I started doing some of the travel retreats that I do for Bounce Travels. And so our first one ever was to hike the Camino de Santiago in Spain. And we've done that five times now with five different groups of people, and we'll continue to do that forever. Um, oh and we gosh. take people to Guatemala and and do mission type work and all other kinds of retreats across the U.S. and everywhere else. And so, yeah, so that's, that's wow. what led me. That is incredible. And you know, this is just audio, but if you could see the video when Corey was sharing his story, even though I've heard that story before about your pivoting moment, like it's just, it chokes me up. I bring tears to my eyes. It's just like, but you allowed it to sink in and make a difference for you, right? Like sometimes tragedy happens and we shove that down just like everything else and we move on, right? So I love that you were able to take that pain and sadness and do something for yourself and help yourself be well, and then continue to do this work to help others. The Camino sounds amazing. It's on my list of things to do. I'm pretty sure I'm going to have to join you in your group. So I would love to talk a little bit more about what goes on at these retreats, because I have shared with people, I believe on my podcast, but I haven't gone into the details that I had the opportunity to go on one of these amazing retreats this past February to Sedona. And it was phenomenal. And there were so many amazing tools that I learned coupled with fun, with other neat, amazing people, coupled with nature and hiking, that it was just such a beautiful blend of things that I want to dig in and talk a little bit about it more because I think what I'd really love to do is paint this beautiful picture and help people understand what goes on. And then they can decide like, which one of these amazing places do I want to go? Because yeah. Corey has pretty amazing uh, locations, I have to say. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, a, a typical retreat, as as you know, Michelle, like starts off like, you know, maybe even a month before the retreat, we start to get together. We have a Zoom 
connection so people know the other people who are going on there. We start a, a WhatsApp group and, and I will post reflections and people start to really get to know each other so that by the time we show up, wherever we're showing up, in, in this case, Sedona, people kind of already recognize names and faces and go, God, I want to I want to circle with her because some of the things that she is kind of checked in in the group already are really interesting to me. And then And then we just started off with really this deep dive into how do we create a space for all of us to show up without our armor on, right? All of us to show up and just be who we are without feeling judged, without feeling like somebody is going to, um, you know, look at us funny or we can't be us. And so that really is how we started. Like, how how do we want to show up in this? And how do we want to hold each other accountable to create this space? And then, then we embark on the week and the week has a lot of different topics and content. And there's there's a whole bunch of topics we pull in from positive psychology and the science behind gratitude and the science behind strengthening our relationships. And I think one of the most, my favorite talks to give is really around mindset and how how our thoughts and how how we think and the words that we use actually create the life in front of us that we see. And so for most of us, when we're angry and burned out and frustrated and and like those thoughts and those words come out pretty angry and burned out and frustrated. And so what we give out, we receive back. And so how do we stop that cycle? How do we, how do we look at things from a different viewpoint? And I think for my ass, you know, when how I approach all of these things that we talk about is I know for me, I know the science behind stuff is pretty important. And so it's not just like, well, Corey said that we should just be happier. And so like, I'm going to have a more positive mindset. Yeah, that's great. And here's some of the data behind how we can prove that this really does matter. And it's more than just kind of fluffy stuff that I think it makes me feel good. No, like here's the proof and the proofs in the pudding, right? Yeah, no, I love that. I love that because again, I've done like surface level investigating, but like I learned new amazing things. Like I knew gratitude was awesome. And anecdotally, I could see like how it helped me and helped others that I've shared it with. But then you're giving this amazing evidence that there's a study that shows, you know, people post MI who are doing gratitude, for instance, have like, you know, improvement in the long term of their health. So like, yeah, I loved that kind of nerdy bit. And I know my listeners would too. Like, yes, you, you learn and you practice and learn these tools that help you feel better. And you share that amazing science behind it. So cool. Yeah. So we, we start with that and then, then we really flow into a lot of Brene Brown's work. So if any of your listeners have you know, read any of her books or um, dived into uh, into any of her work, it'll be familiar. But we talk about vulnerability and we talk about courage and we talk about, you know, important things of like, how do we create the space in our life to actually have the life we want to live, right? How do we say no to some of those things that we really wish we could say no to, but we always say yes, because that's how we were trained, right? Like when we were residents, how did you become the best resident? Well, you took on everything you possibly could. And when your attending said, how about this? Yep. Throw that log, you know, throw that in my backpack too. I'm going to carry that around. And so we, we've been rewarded over the years of taking more and more and more on. And what we really talk about is if, you know, if we think of that metaphorically as a fire, like a fire burns because there's space between the logs, right? And we have not allowed there to be any space in our life. 
we we yearn for it and we want it but like what are the tools and what are the things that we can do to create that space and so we talk really deeply about boundaries and how do we set boundaries and why are they so important we talk about our own perfectionism and how that gets in the way of of what we want at this point in our life and and you know it, it's not that these things were bad along the way right perfectionism yeah it got us, us to, to this point but now what right. how is it serving us now to be doing all the things and exhausted and running on fumes right right like it got us lots of good stuff yeah um you know and it got us a great job and it got us paid well and all of these other things but right now maybe it's not serving us so well and so how do we give up some of that stuff to create some space you know how do we how do we just approach life in a little bit of a different way to maybe realize that we can give up some power and control because we don't really have control over a lot of things in our life. And then really the most, the most um, helpful thing I think for me, and as we were just talking about this before we started the recording is just like, how do we grieve? How do we grieve some of those stories that we told ourselves how life should be? Right. And how we deserved life to be and how we deserve to be treated by our organization and and how our relationship was supposed to be and how we were supposed to be as a mom or a dad. Like, what if we gave up some of those stories and we just grieved those stories and allowed them to die so something new could show up? Right. And so that that whole idea of grieving things that we've held on to for so long and allowing that to die so we can bring in some forgiveness and create some space in our life is a really powerful way for us to show up in this work. And so, so that's kind of the trajectory of the week. And then, then we talk about transitions and, and like, if you want to transition into a new job, if you want to transition into new relationships, what does that look like? And, and what are you waiting for? And, and what are all the supports that are there to help you move in that direction, including the people in that room? right? Because we, you know, on a week like this, a typical day is we spend the first three hours kind of in the morning in sessions talking about this stuff. And then the rest of the day, you get to go do fun things. Like we go out for in Sedona, like we'll go out for a hike every day and you get to hike with the other 20 people who are on the retreat and, and you can hike by yourself or you can hike in a pair or whatever. And, and so there's some ability for us when when we're talking about some of these hard things and they crack things open a little bit and they bring up some like feelings and maybe there's some shame that gets brought up and like, how do we move that through our body and get that out? Right. Cause many of us have dealt with some of this stuff by like we're runners or we like to exercise and that's how we just like clear this stuff. And so we bring in a lot of outdoor activities into this too. The other just so helpful. I have to say, like, I feel like those afternoons, like we learned so many amazing tools, but we did crack some things open, right? Emotions were coming out. So to be able to get outside in nature, which is so healing, right? In and of itself, mm-hmm. and then moving our body and then either being alone and or connecting with other humans. It was such a magical piece of the retreat. I have to say, I mean, I know, you know, that you create these retreats in a certain way on purpose. I get that you're very deliberate and thoughtful and it works. And I just have to say that that was something that I was really looking forward to because I love to get out in nature and hike, but I didn't realize how like vital it was going to be during the course of the week to help keep moving forward, if that makes sense. Yeah, it really is healing. And it's it's yes. part of what we've done as a society is we've put walls between ourselves and nature. And, and one of the things, like if we can introduce ourselves back to nature and the beauty and the awe and the wonder in our surroundings, it helps to break things open in us. And most of us, probably most of people who are listening to this, 
could use some time to figure out how do we slow down? How do we listen to ourselves? And how do we just allow things to show up? Because most of us are running all day, every day from point A to point B. And so getting in nature really, really does help with that. The other really important part of that, though, is, you know, it's, it's helpful to be in these groups and have these conversations. And, and sometimes we break into pairs or small groups and we have face-to-face conversations, but some of these conversations are also better had when you're walking side by side with somebody, it feels less scary. Like you can talk about that. You don't have to look somebody in the eye. Like maybe the, maybe the tears that you're worried about coming up, stay in a little bit easier uh, because you're not looking somebody uh, eye to eye. And so there's just a whole lot of different ways for us to show up. And, and I think walking side by side and having conversations with people is really, really helpful. Yeah. I would say that that's totally true. And I've noticed that with my teens as well, if we're out dog walking or in the car together, right. Then, you know, it's easier to have these uh, conversations, which is phenomenal. There were so many like favorite things that I want to share, but one thing that I will just share because I can't share all of the things is that every day we talked about a different sort of meditation. And that's something that I've been, you know, doing more of in the last couple of years, I would have to say. And I find that to be helpful, but I just thought that was really cool because you're, and you say this on day one, I'm going to be sharing so much information with you. You get to decide what resonates with you and that you can like take back and put in your toolkit and, or just like, Oh, that's interesting, but that's not for me. So I love that. You're just so like open, like there's this beautiful buffet of all these things that can be healing. But one thing I really did find interesting was that every day there was a different type of meditation. I had no idea. Yeah. You know, and and so we've, we've structured it that way. Like you said, Michelle, of, of, there are so many things that we go over in a retreat that like, if you came back for four or five, it came back to the same exact retreat four or five times, you would pick up different things every time, just because of where you are and what you're, you're open to at that time. And so, so much of this stuff is, is put as an invitation. Does this speak to you or does it not? And where are you? And so the different meditations that we we do some breath work meditations, we do some Wim Hof stuff. We we meditate about our last time doing things. So the last time meditation, meditate about awe and wonder. Um, just just a whole bunch of different things and ways to show up to see what speaks to you because everybody is different. Like that's that's the hard approach to burnout and well being is that our organizations want us to come up with what are the two or three things we can do around here to make this all better? Well, guess what? It's a platter. It's a platter of a whole bunch of different stuff because for some people going on retreats is going to be one of the things that's important for other people having an exercise program, having a yoga practice for other figuring out how like we can be efficient at work and how I don't have to worry about some of these other things. So there's all the different things that show up. And that's, that's kind of how the retreat is too, is that there's a ton of different stuff. And depending on where you are in your journey, some things are going to resonate and others are going to be like, well, that was interesting, but wow, that's way down the road for me. And so, so that's the beauty of it. That's as you, as you've heard me talk about before, I've, we've had people who we've had many people who've been on at least four of these retreats. And so they're about 50% is the same and 50% is different in each retreat. And so there are things, and that's what they always say is that every time I show up, you probably said it last time because it seemed like the same talk that you gave, but like, I did not hear that last time. And it really resonates with me this time. And so there's a lot of that stuff. You know, so the, good. The other... There's so many beautiful little pearls to be taken away. And again, at that time in your life, you hear what you need and want. And right. other times, then, I, I totally imagine it would be different. 
you know, and then, you know, the end of the day, we, we come together, we have dinner each night together, you know, as a community, as getting to know each other and learn and grow and be able to support each other. So we have dinner together, then we get to go back to the hotel and, you know, there's usually a fire pit, a hot tub. And so people kind of gather around those and we supply a, a few drinks and have a little social hour at night. And then on a lot of our retreats, we bring um, other people with that will kind of be an optional introduction into some of maybe Eastern medicine stuff. And so on the retreat in particular that you were with, Michelle, we had somebody who is unbelievably intuitive and uh, does intuitive readings. And um, so she offered intuitive reading services uh, at night for people, which people found amazingly interesting on how what we talked about during the day or what was coming up with them that they may not even had said with anybody Our intuitive person just immediately picked up on it and was able to help walk them through things. And so we have other, uh, we have a Reiki practitioner that sometimes comes with us. We have a lady who gives the absolute best massages on the face of the earth who comes with us sometimes. And so there's always a lot of different things to show up again. Like if you want to try it, it's there and it's in a space where you don't have to like, you know, you don't have to figure out, is this person good or not? Because they've already been vetted. They wouldn't be there if they weren't good. And so, yeah, it's phenomenal. I thought I thought that intuitive reading was was really absolutely just amazing. And again, another thing that I want to share is I had met Corey briefly on a Zoom call prior to this, um, and we connected. I'm like, okay, well, I this guy's pretty amazing. I think you know we're gonna get along, and I I trust him, and so I know that it will be an amazing retreat. But I didn't know anybody else. You know, we had the Zoom call, and so it's like I connected face, and I heard a little bit of stories, but I had never spent time with any of these people. And I tell you what. It gets real, you know, you get really close really fast if you are open to that. So if someone's listening, they're like, oh my gosh, I really want to do this. Number one, yes, absolutely do it. If you want to grab a friend and do it, like that's super fun and awesome. And two, if you just think like, I'm going to try this, I'm going to go by myself, you will fit in and it'll be amazing experience for sure. Yeah. And, you know, I would, a couple of things I would say on that is we have people who come uh, like you did, not knowing anybody and just come as a single and and share a room with somebody else that they don't know. We have people who like they're in their, uh, they and their spouse come. And so um, there's all kinds of different, or or they bring a good friend and they room together. So there's all kinds of ways that people show up and there's no best way. Best way is, you know, however it feels good for you. And to just do it, to just do it. Let's talk a little bit about Again, I don't know if there are more details you want to share about the retreat. Otherwise, I say, like, let's talk about the amazing opportunities coming up this next year, because I know your retreats fill up and I know you've got some amazing locations. So I want my listeners to know, like, ooh, which one of these sounds amazing to me? So I'll let you speak to that. Yeah. So uh, the the only one thing that I would say about the retreats before we get into that is that really at, at the end of the day, when you leave, it comes down to walking away from those retreats with 20 other people that you are now just really deep friends with and have had this amazing experience with you. And now you start, you continue to build your tribe, right? And so my hunch is that people who are listening to this podcast are thirsty for building their tribe because there's not a lot of people around us in our everyday life that can be supportive in this way and hold this space. And and you could call up and talk to, and, and wouldn't it be amazing if you could immediately increase the, those that amount of people in your life by 15 to 20 people just by just by one week of showing up and doing this work and that's what happens at the end of the day in all of this stuff is that we all get to be surrounded by more really amazing wonderful people that just get it 
And yes, um, and they've been through it and you've shared amazing things. And I didn't mention that, but you do have an amazing ability to have this continuity with this same group of people, right? That you've gone through this with this intense week. You're like, oh my gosh, can I just take all these people home with me? Well, you have that opportunity. So I'll let you speak to that a little bit. I mean, they don't come to yeah. your house. <laughs> Right. <laughs> you can, I suppose, if you I want mean, to. I mean, but... I suppose you could just bunk them everybody <laughs> up, but you but have we, an opportunity I, to keep those yeah. connections going in several different ways. Yeah. And I had mentioned it at the beginning that we start a WhatsApp group that we, for people to get to know each other. And then we, we use that during the retreat. We create song lists and playlists for people. And actually after the retreat, then pe- that, that continues to live on forever. So there are people that use that on a daily basis that, that check in, that post, you know, things that they see online that they're like, Oh my God, this really spoke to me. I want to share this with the group that people will share about, you know, heartaches that are going on in their, their daily life and, and people jump in and support them. And so we have these. You know, on my phone, there's probably 40 of them that are going on. So every day I get a ton of this, but we have, we have these retreats that continue to have these conversations for years and years and years. And then when they come back, um, like, especially if you live in, in the Minneapolis area, like other people will do cool get togethers. And so there was just one here not too long ago in St. Cloud for a group that walked the Camino. In the summer, there was one back in January to do a sound bowl thing at somebody's house. And they invited everybody else who was on that retreat in Sedona back in, in November. And so there's just this consistent, continual way to, to check in and, and support each other. So super, and, and there's virtual awesome. sessions afterwards and all those other things that we do. So, so yeah. good. It's, um, it's simply amazing. So tell us about the amazing opportunities coming up. Yeah. So a couple of them that um, in, in April and May. So April, we have our next retreat in Sonoma, California. And so that's a, a amazing retreat. We fly into San Francisco. We pick you up in San Francisco, transport you up to Sonoma. And then, you know, we have our retreats in this amazing hotel that close to vineyards and redwoods and the ocean. And so each of our activities every day, one day is to hike along the beach at the ocean. A couple days are to hike in the redwoods. A couple days are to go to uh, different wineries and do wine tasting and, you know, just really kind of grow in that area. And so if if you're a wine connoisseur, it, it's wonderful. If you're not, there's also a brewery that's a block away from our hotel. So that's where I'm going. But yeah, so so the first one is in Sonoma. The one in May, is May 6th to 12th is in Santa Fe. And so we fly into Albuquerque and pick you up in Albuquerque, take you to Santa Fe. And then each day we have some amazing hiking around Santa Fe uh, in, in Bandelier National Park to the Ghost Ranch out by Taos to a, a pilgrimage site called Chamayo and hiking up to the top of a hill that's a ski resort in the winter and, and kind of hiking our way back down. And so there's just a lot of really wonderful activities. Most of the time people look at uh, the places we go and go, okay, I want to go there. And then the educational aspect is secondary to that because they look for a, a really wonderful place that they want to go. Yeah. Which um, is not a bad idea. I mean, I, you mentioned Sedona. I'm like, I've always wanted to go to Sedona. I'm in, I'm sure yeah. that the topics will be amazing. Right. So it, yeah. it did resonate with me for sure. Yeah. So those are the two coming up in April, May, June. We just sold out. That's going to Iceland and that's sold out. So that's waiting list. So you can always hop on our waiting list. Um, August is to Spain. That is also sold out. Uh, so then September. Is we that are the Camino hiking. again? 
Nope. That is just a Northern a Spain. One. That's a yoga retreat that we're doing oh this work. And so, so that's in Northern Spain. And then in, at the end of September, we're, we're hiking through Bavaria in Germany. And at the end of that, then you have the opportunity. That's when Oktoberfest is. So you can go to Oktoberfest. And so that's wow. left on that. And then I just posted one uh, we're, we're doing Sedona again in November. And so that just got posted yesterday, um, wow. as well as our spring break one for 2024 is La Paz, Mexico, which is flying into Cabo San Lucas and then, um, driving up to La Paz. And it's just, if you've, if you like Mexico, but want to get away from the crowds, this is the most beautiful place in Mexico I've been. And so we combine that with a few days of hiking, a lot of beach stuff, some snorkeling, some swimming with sea lions, all kinds of really wonderful stuff. Yeah. Wow. This sounds incredible. And listen, listeners, these retreats are amazing. You're so well taken care of. It's so well thought out. You just get to show up and be it's incredible. Like to not have to make decisions about all of the things to me as a mama. And, you know, I know you listeners understand, like we're always the deciders, all the million different decisions. This, you just decide where do I want to go? And the rest is taken care of. And it's taken care of beautifully, including amazing snacks, because I do love a good snack. <laughs> I mean, right? Like, let's be honest. Like that's, that's an important part, but you're just well taken care of and pampered. And it's just, it's so good for all of you listeners to take time for you. Now, right, we're you're smart. Like one retreat isn't going to like solve all the world's ills, and yet it could give you time to pause and think and rejuvenate a little bit and decide now what do I want to do? What's one thing that I can bring back to my life so I don't feel like my hair is on fire every day? Right. I mean, you're very realistic that way. You're like, this is not a magic wand to like solve all the problems. And yet it is a piece of the puzzle, people. Right. It is a piece of it's a place to start and it's a place to be connected with a whole bunch of other people who are going through the same stuff and struggling at the same time. And when you're having a bad day, can say, me too, sister. Like, this is what's going on with me. And like, how can I support you? And let's talk about it. Let's go have a cup of coffee. So and good. Michelle, I think you so you so brilliantly brought up like so we hear this from moms all the time. I don't think I've ever heard it from a dad because that's just because how it is, right? So moms always say, This is the only time I can't remember the last time I got to go anywhere and not had to think about planning and packing and and who gets this and what and do we have enough snacks and do we have water bottles filled at the for everybody? And like it it really truly is you just show up and you be, and we have moms all the time that say, I, God, it's been so long since I've, I've done this and traveled like this. I I forgot what it even feels like. Yeah. It is incredible. Like I have goosebumps, even just like remembering, like I packed stuff that I wanted for my hikes and a book to read, you know, in the evenings. And other than that, like I just showed up and my heart just expanded with like love and connection, which again is so needed. I mean, can we say we're post pandemic? I don't know, whatever we're in year three, but like, we're starting to come back and connect as community, which as humans is what we need and what's really been lacking. And so to be able to come together with people who understand what you're going through to normalize my listeners here all the time, like we have to normalize our struggles. Otherwise someone feels like they're the only one struggling. And that is not good for your mental health to think you're the only one. So we come together and normalize it and we come up with solutions and ways to support each other. So when we quote unquote, come back to the real world, 
we still have that love and support and connection, which again, I just so love that your whole philosophy is like, yes, learn these things and continue that connection when we come back. So good. What haven't we talked about that would be really important, do you think, to share? Oh, I know. I have a quick question. I know my listeners are going to wonder, is CME involved? Like, would my organization perhaps pay for this? Yeah, absolutely. So there's on all of these retreats that we do, there's 19 CME on these retreats. And so organizations pay for it. Uh, you know, some will do only US-based ones and, and others will do foreign ones too. So that's always just a good thing to check out. But yeah, absolutely. It's through the Minnesota Medical Association. So it's AMA credits and, and they count for all the usual things that we would count for. Yeah. So good. I think that's just really important for people to hear. What else haven't I asked about or that we haven't touched on that you think would be important to share? Yeah. You know, one that brings up a question that a lot of people have is that, is this only for doctors? And so the answer is no. And so there's always a lot of healthcare people on here. So a lot of docs, but there'll be some PAs, some nurse practitioners, there'll be a few nurses, there might be some administrators. And then, and so that's at least 50% usually. Um, and then the other, the other parts really made up. There's usually a person from some sort of spiritual community or two, uh, maybe a, a pastor, a clergy, uh, you know, somebody in the hospital that might kind of wander around and do that. Um, there's usually um, some people from education, and then there's spouses of of all kinds of different uh, varying backgrounds. And so it isn't just for healthcare. There's a lot of healthcare focus to it. And what we found is that when we have non-healthcare people in the room. Actually, it's way better. Like sometimes we think, oh, I could only me as a doctor can have this experience. And in reality, a lot of the experiences that we have are universal. And so there's some there's some beauty in that cross conversation amongst different vocations and, and specialties that is is really helpful to make us go, okay, that's great. And there's just some beauty in in other people and other professions really knowing what we go through and like to be understood by them. Because so many times I feel like other people who aren't in healthcare might not even understand all the things that we go through. And so to have other people in the room that hear that and can validate that has been really, really powerful. So good. Because sometimes we get in our echo chamber, right? Like, this is so hard. This is so hard. And we just spin in that sort of like broaden it. But I, I noticed that it sounds the way you described is a lot of like helping professions, right? People who give a lot mm-hmm. and have a lot of compassion fatigue. Yes, it's in healthcare and it's in other professions as well. And I have to say that in Sedona, there were a few physicians, which was really cool to like meet some different people. And there was an amazing group from Arkansas. This is when we got to shout them out. We should have done it at the beginning, Corey. We got to, I'm going to shout out the amazing people that I met on the Sedona retreat from Arkansas. And they were from um, a church. So there were pastors and spouses. And it was just incredible and really enriching for me to meet other people, right? To meet people who are in a different profession and yet also have very big loving hearts who also get burnout, which was also refreshing for me to see. Sometimes we're just like, we're the only ones. Oh, woe is us. Like, yes, we definitely have our own unique issues. And yet as humans who really care a lot, it, it, we're not the only ones. And and it's like you said, it's, it's, it's both wonderful and sad because you see like when, when our pastors are talking about their burnout, you, you like, it's like a light switch goes off. Well, of course they're burned out. Like they've got to deal with this too. And like, imagine all the things and they've got to be the person for everybody too, right? Like they can't have their own. And so you see pastors, you see teachers, you see all these other professions that are really caring, wonderful professions and how hard it is for them too. And so it, it really broadens our group of like, 
yeah, me too, sister. Like I'm, yeah, it was neat to have a little bit more mix of diversity as again, I love all my healthcare peeps, but like to, to mix it up a little bit, I thought was really nice. Mm -hmm. Anything else that you think would be helpful for people to know? Well, I don't know. I, I think we covered we covered a lot today. I think we did cover a lot. And I would just have to say that I'm going to have a link in the show notes to your website where people can read about all these opportunities. Is that correct? If they go to your yeah. website that I will link, tell me what the name of the website is, yeah. please. So, so bounce travels with an S.com is, is the main website that has all the retreats on there. And then I have an, I have another website where I do more of the leadership organizational development work that's called innovations in resilience.com. But you can, you can find that from the bounce travels page too. It'll link over to that. And so Perfect. that's probably the easiest to remember uh, is bounce travels.com. Yeah. And I will have a link in the show notes. So listeners, if you're like, wow, this sounds incredible, click on the link and it'll take you right to the website. And my advice, my invitation to all of you is to take a look. Certainly take a look, see if something like grabs your heart because you feel it. You know what that is. You're like, oh, you get this deep longing. And I talk a lot about like tuning into that, tuning into our desire and all kinds of thoughts are going to come up. Like, who am I to take a week off? Who am I to go and spend a week away from my kids and like go hiking in the redwoods? Here's what I'll tell you. You're a human being and you're definitely deserving of this and taking care of you benefits not only you, but like everybody around you. Um, So I would say, go check out the website, tell a friend, this is amazing. Let's sign up together and just get after it. And even if your friend's like, well, I'm not sure you can be the one to show the way, just do it people. Yeah, it, it really is. The biggest barrier I think for everybody is like, I can't find the time. I can't be away from my kids. Who's going to run the house? Like all of the, we, we find a lot of excuses not to do this because of that um, story that we've told ourselves in the back of our head, that self-care and self-compassion are selfish. And that that's not true. That is not true at all. Not true at all. There's always got to be the first step, right? You have to make the first step to know that people can, people can survive without you. Your household will survive without you. Like your, your spouse will step up, like your parents will, like people will step up. And then like, that is the first step into how do we create boundaries? How do we create a place where mom can take care of herself as well as being a loving, wonderful mother to her children and a, and a great spouse to her husband and a great daughter to her parents. Like we can do all these things and we've always been the bottom one on the rung. And so That's what if right. we put ourselves at the top of the ladder instead of the bottom of the ladder? Yeah, we're going right? to flip it. And if you haven't already listened, I'm going to tell my listeners to go back and listen to Lessons of the Heart, where I talk about how the heart feeds herself first and how diastole is vital, all of the things. And so I just, you know, give it a try. You're going to come away with amazing new connections, amazing new tools to help you move forward. And like, maybe this is the change that you need, the seed that needs to be planted in 2023 or in 2024. That sounds like an amazing opportunity in Mexico. So check out the website and I will just, again, vouch for this amazing retreat, the connections and Dr. Corey Martin is phenomenal. So Corey, I just want to say thank you for being the amazing human that you are for making the change and letting your light shine so that other people can heal and be healthy in life. Well, and Michelle, thank you for showing up in my life too. And so I'm, I'm so glad that we just connected a few months ago and just really felt that need that there was, there was more for us to talk about and, and, um, and be together on. So thank you so much. Absolutely. All right, people go check out the website and until next week, 
Peace and love to all of you. Are you ready to take control of your life and put these tools into action? I'm here to help. I offer free consultations for physician moms to see if my one-on-one coaching package is right for you. You can sign up for a free consult at www.mamadoclifecoach.com.